Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites. Sleep apnea is a potentially serious sleep disorder which causes breathing to repeatedly stop and start. Gravely disrupting one's sleep pattern, this could also cause the brain and the rest of the body to not get enough oxygen, may even be threatening to a person's overall health in major ways. Sleep apnea can affect anyone at any age, even children. It can be difficult to identify sleep apnea on your own since the most prominent symptoms only occur when you're supposed to be asleep. Having said that, a major indicator that someone may be suffering from sleep apnea is loud snoring and constant fatigue even after a full night's sleep. There are risk factors for sleep apnea said to include being overweight, having large tonsils, a large tongue or a small jawbone. The sinus problems, even. We're going to find out all about it right now. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Dr. Benjamin Lowe, resident doctor, DTAP Clinic Group, to tell us all we need to know about sleep apnea, the risks associated with it, and how we can treat it, and how we can possibly maybe even avoid getting struck by it. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lowe. Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you for inviting me to Money FM. It is absolutely our pleasure. Now, how often do you think uh, people come in and talk to you about sleep apnea? So, in sleep apnea, there are usually nighttime symptoms like snoring, restless sleep, and sometimes even choking episodes, which you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier on. Mm-hmm. And these episodes are actually noticed by their partners. So, so if ve- you are alone, then no one's going to tell you. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that might be the case. So very often, patients who actually come to seek medical help are actually strongly brought, uh, encouraged and actually brought in by their partners. Mm-hmm. Or even, even a small proportion of them actually do have symptoms which are starting to take a toll on their lives right. before coming in to seek um, advice of okay. treatment. So they may yeah. not necessarily know they have sleep sleep apnea, but they come in, they are fatigued, they don't feel like they're getting a good sleep, other things are happening in their lives, it's causing them maybe to be tired at work. Yeah, or they are brought in by their partners. Or they're brought in. (laughs) Well, speaking as a wife, I I definitely can understand. Okay. You have sleep apnea, it affects my sleep as well. (laughs) (laughs) And how common is sleep apnea in Singapore? Hmm. There's a local study that was performed by Joran Health Services, mm-hmm. which shows that up one in three Singaporeans actually has moderate to severe sleep apnea. Okay. And one in ten might actually have the severe form. And there are also many others that remain undiagnosed. Okay. Yeah. So wait, what, what was what, moderate to... To severe sleep apnea. Okay, how many yeah. was that again? And that is one in three Singaporeans. That's a lot of yeah. Singaporeans. Exactly. And uh, my understanding of it is it can strike women as commonly as it strikes men yep. or even children. Yeah, but however, sometimes there's a predisposition more towards the male gender. Okay, yep. the predisposition is slightly more towards... Towards them. the male gender, yeah. Is there a reason for that? Is it physiological or...? Uh, so- sometimes men might be at a higher risk of putting on weight mm-hmm. as compared to women. Okay. Yeah, so this could be a possible... Could you write that down? I want to bring it home to my husband. <laughs> 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 okay. So there is a predisposition for men mm. more than women to have sleep apnea yeah. uh, because of certain other factors. Yeah. Right. Now, are there stress triggers or societal triggers that might create sleep apnea 
what causes it? Uh, so sleep apnea can be due to, like you mentioned, uh, stress at work mm-hmm. um, or even, you know, not having enough time to have good quality sleep, that's one. Um, however, there are other lifestyle um, factors to, that might contribute to it and that includes smoking, mm-hmm. alcohol mm-hmm. or there are some patients uh, who actually rely on uh, sleep medications to get good night's sleep okay. and that itself might actually uh, worsen sleep apnea. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is they're not getting good sleep so they take, for example, a sleep medication yeah, so it is. and it acerbates sleep apnea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a vicious cycle. <laughs> okay, so assuming that you've made the diagnosis for sleep apnea, what do you do next? Okay, so once the diagnosis of sleep apnea is confirmed, so um, we would always uh, suggest patients for lifestyle changes mm-hmm. in terms of weight loss through exercise, dietary, and ways to actually um, improve the quality of sleep. And on top of that, uh, so there are gold standard like CPAP devices mm-hmm. that have shown to help patients with sleep apnea. However, in some cases, some patients might actually uh, benefit from surgery. Okay. Barring surgery, let's talk about some of the easier changes. You mm-hmm. said uh, dietary changes. What yep. kind of dietary changes are we talking so about? So usually low-fat, low-salt diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Low-fat, low-salt low diet. The reason why um, high salt might actually worsen your hypertension mm-hmm. and um, OSA, which is obstructive sleep apnea itself, can actually um, be linked to hypertension. Okay. Yeah. So low fat in, in terms of, it helps in the dietary changes um, to actually reduce weight gain. And as we mentioned earlier on, weight gain is actually one of the risk factors for sleep apnea. Okay. So which comes first? This is almost a chicken and egg question. In sleep apnea, does sleep apnea come first or does being overweight come first? So both can actually happen. With weight gain, mm-hmm. that can actually increase the pressure in your airway mm-hmm. and that predisposes you to sleep apnea. Right. But then again, there are studies who have also shown that sleep apnea has a close relation to metabolic diseases mm-hmm. and can also worsen obesity. Okay, so yeah. you're saying because they're not getting a good night's sleep and it's disrupted by sleep apnea, mm-hmm. they may put on weight yeah. and other things. Again, vicious cycle. I'm not liking uh-huh. the sleep <laughs> apnea. <laughs> What are the three main types of sleep apnea that um, patients should think about? So for sleep apnea, there's the obstructive type, mm-hmm. also known as OSA, obstructive sleep apnea. There's central sleep apnea, and the last one is the mixed sleep apnea. Okay, do you want to explain the differences? Yeah, so for obstructive sleep apnea, um, it's where there's a closing or narrowing of the air passage, uh, which is, surrounds the soft tissue, resulting in low oxygen level that's delivered to the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, in um, central sleep apnea, it happens when the brain fails to send the right signal to the body to regulate sleep. And in mixed sleep apnea, is actually a combination of both. Okay, so which is the most easy to treat? I would say that for obstructive sleep apnea, mm-hmm. it's actually more common in the population. Okay. And um, these are the one. That's the one with stress triggers yeah. and what have you. Yep. Okay. Yep. And a lot of times, patients have shown good results uh, using the CPAP machine. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of people I spoke to in preparation of this interview say it's very obstructive <laughs> to their <laughs> to use sleep. The CPAP. <laughs> Uh, that is true. That is true. Um, but for CPAP machine, a lot of times, how, what I tell my patient, um, after using the CPAP machine, it actually helps with their sleep quality. Mm-hmm. And they wake up in the morning feeling uh, refreshed sleep, which they haven't had for a long time. Right. This itself can actually act as an encouragement for them to overcome the challenges that they might face with a CPAP machine at night. Okay. How does sleep apnea differ from other sleeping disorders, for example, like insomnia? Hmm. It, insomnia, it's where the patient actually finds difficulty falling asleep or even staying asleep even though when they have a chance to do so 
However, for obstructive sleep apnea, it's where there's a physical obstruction of the airway leading to fragmented sleep. Usually with this condition, patients do not have a problem falling asleep. Okay. Yeah. And they don't necessarily know they have sleep apnea, yeah, hence do. the partner's involvement in bringing them to see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there anything that a patient of sleep apnea can do to basically be cured of it completely? Unfortunately for sleep apnea, um, there's no exact cure for it, but there's certain lifestyle changes that they can do mm -hmm. to improve their sleep quality. Right. Um, so we'll say, for example, in terms of adopting good sleeping habits, so good sleeping habits would be having good um, sleep hygiene by making the bedroom dark and conducive for sleeping, mm -hmm. not to have any TV or mobile phones uh, in the room. Uh, I would usually advise patients also to avoid any caffeinated drinks, daytime naps, and also avoid any sleeping medication as well. Okay. As these can actually improve their sleep quality at night. So um, there are also some evidence to show that sleeping on a side might actually improve sleep apnea. Sleeping on your side? Yeah, as compared to lying sleeping on a back. Okay. How can you avoid it? Is there any way to avoid developing sleep apnea? It depends on what's the cause of sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. So there are different causes like nasal congestion mm -hmm. due to allergic rhinitis. So of course, improvement in um, nasal congestion might actually improve sleep apnea. Sure. And um, lifestyle changes, as we mentioned earlier, might improve sleep stop apnea Stop smoking, as well. stop drinking. Yeah. So there are also patients which have enlarged tonsils or even um, larger tongue base than usual that occlude their airway passage. And this patient undergoing surgery might actually benefit them from sleep apnea. Because they have larger tonsils cells and, and larger... Which, yeah, which, which obstruct their airway. So is that one of, one of the reasons why you might have your tonsils removed? Yes, there is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, I have to admit, I don't know very much about sleep apnea other than the fact that when my husband's very tired, he does snore and I kick him <laughs> and turn him over and then he stops snoring, I mean. No, <laughs> stops breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so when I when I consulted a doctor, they said it really wasn't sleep apnea. It was not really something that they needed. He needed because he didn't progress, mm. and it was really very like once or twice a year kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a weekly, daily sort of situation. Mm. But I am watching because yep. he is getting older, <laughs> and I have no compunctions about bringing him in to see a doctor. What is a partner looking for in that scenario? When is it a problem? Okay, so um, I guess what symptoms to look out for to know whether... For your spouse. The, yeah. So now we're talking to the spouses. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times patients do have nighttime symptoms mm -hmm. um, like choking episodes during sleep or even gasping for air during, during sleep. And some of them actually do have uh, snoring as well. Mm -hmm. So snoring being one of the most common symptoms of sleep apnea. So people do toss and turn and have restless sleep mm -hmm. um, during, during the night as well. So these are actually some of the symptoms that you can look out for. Okay. Yeah. What is your opinion on sleeping habits and the relationship to a person's development of sleep apnea? Yeah. So as we've discussed earlier on, good sleep hygiene, afford, uh, avoiding caffeinated drinks, avoiding uh, Is there a certain meds? amount of time that your last caffeinated drink should be before you go to bed? Uh, is there a that magic number of hours, for example? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think there's a magic number of hours, but I would say maybe a glass in the morning, mm -hmm. right, uh, would suffice. One cup of coffee is what in you're basically world. saying. <laughs> I don't like you already. <laughs> Any final words of advice to our listeners who either are suffering from sleep apnea or are partners to someone who might be? 
So sleep apnea can actually be easily diagnosed through a simple overnight sleep study. Okay. So if you do suspect that you sleep apnea, do not let it go under undiagnosed and untreated. Is it ever, ever a sign that there are other underlying uh, health problems that have not been diagnosed yet? Is sleep apnea a symptom of something else that could be more serious? Uh, so sleep apnea can actually progress to something on more serious. Okay. So sleep apnea results in long-term sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. leading to poor concentration, right. and this might result in um, things like road traffic accident. So and this long-term strain uh, can actually uh, reduce oxygen to the brain and the heart, causing um, heart problems and even other neurological problems mm-hmm. like stroke in future. All right. Yeah. And on that cheerful note, thank you so much, Dr. Benjamin Lowe, resident doctor, yeah. DTAP Clinic. Group for coming in and talking to us about sleep apnea on Money FM 89.3. Thank you, Clarissa. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.